1: The thing is, is it's so exciting just to know that we can trust God and just watching him work and do what he does best.
2: Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we have to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, I have a special treat today. The interview that I did was one with a gal that is in our Patreon, who I have gotten to know over the last few years, and she and her husband are working on embarking on an adventure to go and be missionaries in Vanuatu. So You can imagine my surprise when my little friend from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, (laughs) told me she was going to be moving halfway around the world. And I thought this is really interesting to me. And I would love to hear the background story and how they decided to go there and all of that. So my friend Sarah Henkowski is on the show today talking about all of that and how it's changed in COVID and what that might look like and how it is going to be to be moving halfway across the world with three small children and everything. I think it was a super fun conversation and I can't wait to have you guys hear it especially because I just always think it's fun to hear like travel stories or people getting ready for travel I just think it's really interesting and especially with this bent of going as missionaries I just think that her story and what they are trying to do is pretty cool also, you could get to know Sarah a little bit better and get to know me a little bit better and a great, amazing group of ladies on the internet if you came over and joined us in Patreon. We're we're pretty snazzy and fun over there, if I do say so myself. So you could join us at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely. We've got all different levels that you can join at. You can get in at just the $3 level and be able to see the daily lives that we do in Facebook. We've got other levels where you get a special, like, easing for the month. And you can participate in Zoom calls about the romantic comedies we're watching this summer or help with your planning. We've got, I mean, we've got the spectrum of things everything from goofy, fun stuff to the brass tacks of trying to take back your life this summer in the midst of a pandemic and getting back on top of things and looking towards this fall. We do all of that planning together and talking together. And we have motivation and challenges. It's super fun and it's an amazing community of ladies. And we would love to have you come join us. So again, that's patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely. All right, but without further ado, let's get on with this episode with my friend, Sarah Hinkoski. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Good to be here. It's so good to have you here. Sarah is an almost in real life friend. Yeah. (laughs) Very close. I know. One of these days, it's going to be in real life because this is just kind of silly at this point. Um, but Sarah and I met because you've been a longtime follower and Patreon member. And mm-hmm, then right. we became real friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what, I don't, I don't remember. How it. I found you. Well, you could tell us that too. I'm trying, I was trying to think of how it crossed Oh, like, I don't know. I think we just started well, chatting more. And-
1: yeah. Well, I think we were like Instagram friends more than yeah. even before Patreon. Yeah. And you'd been a speaker at a online conference I've been part of, and that's how I found you originally.
2: Oh, um, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I learn new things every day. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, go ahead and introduce yourself and how many kids you have and that kind of thing so people can... You know. Yeah,
1: so um, my name's Sarah Hinkoski, and I live in Cordland, Idaho, which is just across the border from Mackenzie. It's really weird that we've never met because I know. we're so close. I know. Um, and uh, I have three kids: um, four, two and a half, and one. And um, my life is pretty consumed with them yeah. and hospitality. And it seems like we're always helping people who. I kind of need of help or a place to stay or like transitioning. Um, so we have had a very spontaneous life up to now.
2: It definitely seems that way from when I talk to you, and you've always got somebody you're helping out, somebody you have over, or somebody's kid you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I commend you for that. <laughs> definitely ha- have your hands full now. The reason that I wanted to have Sarah on today is because she is embarking, hopefully, Mm -hmm. on a pretty big new venture with her little family, and that is becoming missionaries to Vanuatu. That's right. She really sprung that one on me, and I was like, shoot, we really got to make sure we get together (laughs) before you move to Vanuatu, (laughs) which the only reason I even knew what that was was because of Survivor. I was like holy moly that's a that's a big shift which I need to still even look up because
1: um <laughs> I have not watched that episode yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that whole season. I don't know. It was a while ago. I haven't watched it in a while, but I was like I totally know what you're talking about. So I want to just like I want to get the background. How did this even this idea even start? What What made you guys go, oh, I know, Vanuatu sounds great. Yeah, that's a really good
1: question. Um, So it's kind of funny because ever since I was a little girl, I felt like God wanted me to be on the mission field. Um, I became a midwife and EMT. You did? I did, yes.
2: How do I not know this? Oh, Uh, oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... um, and I actually lived in the Philippines doing mission work um, for, it was a two different trips for seven months. Um, and that's technically really where my heart still is. Um, and, but when I got in a relationship with my husband, when I came back the second time, which got is funny timing, because if I hadn't come back when I did, it would have just been different for us. Um, oh. Then uh, I kind of gave up. Going to the Philippines again after that, um, because his life was here, and he felt like we were supposed to be senders versus going. Um, mm-hmm. And so all these years, I kind of knew, okay, well, this, is, you know, where God has me. And uh, every time I would try to convince him that we should move back to the Philippines or something, it just was not what he felt like God wanted us to do. So, um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I ran into some missionary friends of mine, um, long-time missionary friends of mine in at Walmart of all places. Um, and we've been trying to get together for a long time. They were on furlough. They were missionaries of on Want To. And um, they came over and got to meet my husband. And I told them about them for years. They were almost like second parents to me in my teenage years when I was going through that teenage crisis everyone goes, to, goes through. Yeah. Um, and it was through that and getting to know them and the need there was in Vanuatu that God really starts speaking to my husband's heart. Um, And about two months later, he started telling me, Sarah, I don't know, I think maybe we should be part of this ministry. And then, and i kind of taken it as if, yeah, maybe one day, that would be a nice idea, but you know, that's never going to happen. But we kind of started praying about it, but I think it was more him praying about it and me more, Going, yeah, you know, whatever, because that's never going to happen. That's not what my husband thinks we should be doing, you know. Yeah. And so then last November, um he comes to me and says, "Sarah, I really think that God wants us to go, and I think we should be looking at like next October." And I just like not really put on the brakes, but I was so shocked because I'd never seen him this serious before on missions. Um, mm-hmm. And so. I'm a list person. So we wrote out a big, long list of, okay, well, what would we have to do to actually make this achievable? Mm -hmm. Um, and what would God have to do to open the doors? Because at that point there was a lot of things blocking the road, um, to go. And within three weeks, God started opening up the doors and we were just praying saying, God, if you want us to go, we want this to be all you. We don't want to be, you know, trying to open up the doors because we're, we are very good. We're, um, we both love to accomplish things. We're more task-oriented people, mm-hmm. and so it's easy for us to say, "Oh, well, you know, the door's closed. Let's just, you know, put a door stopper in it so it can't close all the way, or whatever." Yeah.
2: I um, wanted to make sure that it was really him.
1: Yeah, opening up the door. Um, so totally that's kind of that. how it all started. Yeah.
2: It's hard when you're like a mover and a shaker, and you do stuff, and you're like, "But wait, <laughs> did I yeah. did it do it or did you do it?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My mom, so, um, she she was always of
1: the thought that if God closes a the door, then the door must be no. And on my dad's side of the family, it's always if God closes a door, that means he's gonna open up a window. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, <laughs> a two different thoughts there. Yeah. It is interesting because it's mm-hmm. like I've heard too before where it's like, Well, is that door closing because God's closing it? Or is like Satan putting a roadblock in front of you and so you're supposed to keep persevering and get through to the next part and it's like how do you know sometimes it can be like it can be hard to weigh that out yeah how what were some of the things that started like opening up so that you were feeling like okay this is going in the right direction
1: um yeah so we had specifically prayed my husband really wants to be at least somewhat self-supported going mm-hmm. and at that time, there was no way we hit there was no opportunity and um, mm-hmm. he's very entrepreneurial, and so he has followed a lot of different paths, trying to um, do something like that and Three weeks later, he gets a phone call from a guy uh, through his work wanting him to do some extra work for him um with like Kidoba maintenance and mm-hmm. then, just by keeping saying yes to these different opportunities, all of a sudden now he is managing all the kedobas in our area seven different um from kalispell to moscow um for yeah. all the maintenance there um carpet to cow- tile conversions all sorts of stuff and so it's been interesting because it's kind of been a walk of faith even with like that especially with covid hitting yeah um there's been a lot of opportunity but then they have to have the time or the finances to get stuff done so even that it's it's not a oh, you know, we have constant income coming in and it's delayed by three months or whatever. And yeah, um, and yet God has brought this in a way that could really, if he continued opening up the doors there, help self-support us at least to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't even know, you know, that yeah. it could close like that because it's not contracts. And so that was a, that was a big area right there is just the self-supporting. Um, and then also uh, getting our life we needed to get our life to, to a certain extent to a better place where that was even feasible um, just because we have lived such a spontaneous and flexible life with his previous jobs. Mm-hmm. And so um, God kind of started rallying that around in a way that was a little bit supernatural as well. Um, awesome. And then even just timing and bringing the missionaries back into our life at a time where he have been opening up all these other doors Um, Mm -hmm. and providing, he provided a lot of the money through a car accident I've been in and, um, tax returns and whatnot that would actually send us over there and be able to have the money in hand to say, okay, we're going to purchase tickets. We're going to purchase the, um, the, uh, boat that we need and, um, at least provide for most of the container that we need to bring over with our car and stuff like that. Um,
2: so just like even just, boat, boat. Yes. Are, like, okay. Explain this to me. How <laughs> <So> are <laughs> you? Like, live, why? Why
1: do you need a boat? Okay. So that's a totally different topic then. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <come> on... <laughs> no, this is good. So the the goal of the missionaries that we're working with is to bring um the gospel and the true gospel to the different islands of Vanuatu it's an archipelago of 83 islands okay and so uh ultimately we need a boat which we don't have the money totally for that the boat that we're going to need for open ocean but we have a boat for going around the island they do a lot of um fishing Mm -hmm. and they use that to reach the people too because that is kind of their livelihood Mm -hmm. Um, And God's actually provided that as a way to open the door for different villages to come to Christ, because he has been working supernaturally in that. Um, So
2: that's why we need a boat. So, I mean, obviously, I'm super familiar with Vanuatu because of Survivor. Mm -hmm. and. That means I know basically nothing. I know in where <laughs> it's at. And I know they were there and it was, they were secluded. They must've been on one of these teeny little islands, but I had no idea. It was like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And so is it like, I need to go to the store. I got to hop in the boat and head over to that island.
1: So we're going to be, yes, depending on what island you'd be on. Um, we're going to be on the largest island, which is not the capital island. Um, but there it is it does have a good town. Okay. Um, at the same time, gas is like six miles to the gallon. And um everything you bring over there, like you know, boats or cars, costs like three times more. Yeah. Um, so if there was a medical emergency, we'd have to go to uh, New Caledonia or Australia mm. um by like life flight. Wow. But they do have like a small hospital there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just you know all I had to compare it to is the Philippines so yeah it is a third world country but it's also a smaller island um, and it's much more jungly than mm-hmm. where I was in the Philippines too so yeah I think we'll have all of our, our basic needs but um, it, the nice thing is you can grow a garden year-round too so yeah you know yeah. you true eat what so, they eat. yeah
2: yeah yeah So you're, it's pretty close to Australia.
1: Mm -hmm, That's right.
2: Novice question again, because I know so much about (laughs) Vanuatu. So are we talking the same kinds of deadly creatures that are in Australia?
1: Thankfully, no. Okay. They don't really have um, deadly creatures as much. They have these centipedes that can give you a nasty, I don't know if it's a Bite, or I think it's a sting, something like that. Okay. Um, but it's not technically. Well, actually, I think it, I think that can be lethal if, if you don't yeah. have the right stuff. But if you have the right stuff, then it's you know I think, it's not as dangerous. And then they have some nasty bees. Um, but homeless. other than that, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 Thankfully not. Um, other than that, it's not. I think the the centipedes are the main ones to watch out for. So
2: we're not talking about like insane snakes or crocodiles or the deadliest spider in the world
1: no always not that not that you have to be watching. like not something I would have to watch out for my kids on a daily basis so they might be there in different oh. places but I'm not sure <laughs> like in the Philippines where I was there is a couple things but you know the huge spiders that are like six inches that we had there which oh. they also have in Bono, too they're not dangerous cockroaches that play with your toothbrushes no yeah they're not they're not dangerous oh yeah not fun to find in your towel or oh (laughs) Oh.
2: here I am sitting in my recording booth with my legs stuck (laughs) under my little table and I can't see under there because it's dark in here and I'm like about ready to lose it and I don't live anywhere near Vanuatu but oh oh just even mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah yeah well I have a cousin who lives in Brisbane Australia and oh, she does a lot goodness. of trail running and sometimes uh-huh. she'll have these videos where it's like oh there's a python laying across the trail I can't get by <laughs> like what what yeah no there's thanks there's just a <laughs> python <laughs> oh, uh, she jumped over it one day because it was like, Well, gotta keep running. Oh, forget about it. I don't yeah. think I don't think God's calling me to the mission field. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, just, I get it I get to interview people. It's like that, you know, I I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> right. I feel like, that's me with the missions. That yeah. I yep. I'll just be right here, and I'll interview you, and we'll tell the people. Right, thank
1: you. No, yeah. <laughs> no but it is one of those things, and especially bringing little kids over. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to, you know, just give them to God in the way of hey, something happened. You know, because over there, really, the probably the biggest thing um, is the spiritual warfare aspect mm-hmm. that you know when Satan has principalities in the that area. Um, things happen sometimes and so am I willing to offer my family on the altar for Christ if that you know would happen um wow. but but the spiders and the cockroaches <laughs> even if they're not poisonous um at least with my experience in the Philippines it's nothing to laugh at <laughs> yeah so, I'm right there with you yeah. <laughs> and yeah. shoes always
2: having to check the shoes oh <laughs> so mm-hmm. wow. yeah. Well, that is that is amazing. So what your plan had been was to go and visit this fall, correct?
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: And hopefully that'll happen. But obviously, a lot has been up in the air because of COVID.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling that probably won't happen in October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually still waiting on my husband's passport to get back.
0: Because we sent them
1: in early this spring, before COVID, and we just got the kids back last week. So I'm assuming he's will get back this week. Um, And then I still need to update my passport because it's still in my uh, um, maiden name. Yeah. And it still has like two years to expiration, but like there's things like that. And then also Vanuatu is not open yet. Australia is saying that they're thinking they're not going to open until next spring potentially um, but Fiji's wanting to open up, which is where we technically usually be flying through in mm. September, so but then there's a two week quarantine.
2: yeah, so who knows we're just waiting to see what God does there Wow that's crazy, and so you' you would be moving there and then but you want to go and like see it first. Is that kind of like a trial run, or could you end up just like, well, that didn't work out for us to go? beforehand we're just going
1: yeah that's a good question um my husband really, really liked to be able to go and scope it out and use that to confirm God's will he he's kind of the guy who likes to leave a door open for um An God route. to work basically yes <laughs> yeah. or or just that no okay this is not before just committing to something because once he to something he really wants to carry it through um sure. but of course you know we're on God's timeline not on our timeline so that changes yeah. things um, but the main goal to go would be to also know exactly what and we and how we need to bring things over, um, mm-hmm. because if we want a mattress, that's something we can put in the container. We basically we have to bring a container over for our vehicle for the boat, and so we can fit anything we want in that container with it. Um, sure. And so that gives us the advantage, since most of the things that are imported there are from China, um, mm-hmm. and so comes with that Chinese quality. Um, if we want to bring pots and pans, they're saying that's a really good thing to bring over, um, Mm -hmm. school supplies, because shipping costs a lot of money. Um, and so we have that advantage, but to be able to just know and see, and then also, uh, I've done missions, but he has never been out of the um, United States or Canada. Um, He's been to Hawaii on our honeymoon. (laughs) And so this would give him a really good opportunity to really um see the country for himself yeah and be able to experience firsthand what that's like and give him a comfortability factor with bringing his family over um Mm -hmm. so
2: because what kind of language barrier is there
1: they do speak a little bit english but their first language is bislama um and also french and then they have lots of indigenous languages okay And Bizama is kind of a Creole of sorts. So it's a little bit of English, a little bit of French, a little bit of their own.
2: So in preparation for going there, are you guys working on language stuff? Like assuming that you're going, what what kind of is the process for you right now as you're thinking about preparing?
1: Yeah. So um, we are, well, I have been learning French and we've been listening to, if you download the Gideon Bible app, they actually have uh Biz llama oh. in um, on their app and so you can actually listen to that that Creole and read it and it's really funny. Um yeah. so we've been listening to that a lot and then we've been uh, working with our church and the uh, agency uh, international gospel outreach mission um, to you know get all the paperwork and uh, go through uh, missionaries like we're reading some different books. Um, and just going through that process of mm-hmm. making sure that they feel like we're we're ready in that way and that we have a good support team behind us prayer mm-hmm. team um and that we feel equipped as well which because we're going over to be helpers we're not just it's it's a little different than just going over all by ourselves the missionaries sure. we're working with have um they have worked in Papua New Guinea for a very long time before that. So, this is like easy for them comparatively. Yeah. Um, and they have done like eight to 10 years worth of um, missionary pre- preparation training with new tribes' missions, and, um, which is extremely rigorous. <laughs> yeah. So, they kind of feel like it, the best way to prepare is just to do what we're doing and then to do a lot of um, in person. Training when we actually get there, the field training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And other than that, it's like trying to get rid of stuff in our house. Yeah. You know, like in this whole hold and wait process here, I was planning to get rid of like probably at least half or three quarters of what we have. And then it's well, if we're gonna be here for another, you know, six nine months before even going the first time. So
2: yeah, yeah, there's a lot of to figure that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and for a while now, you haven't even been able to take stuff to goodwill and those kinds of places i know i was yes i have stacks and stacks of like clothes that are outgrown and all these things of like i've got to just get this stuff out of my garage it's beginning to look like we're hoarders yeah just because you can't there's no place to go with it yep makes it harder
1: yeah yeah it's it's interesting from that perspective well i guess this goes into a different topic later um but just how that's all changed um like we usually get all our clothes from goodwill or from the just between friends sale that's here locally and with those clothes i don't want to just you know pay regular prices for stuff and so the kids are kind of like wearing whatever i had for them or you know what i can find on facebook marketplace or something
2: yeah It's true. It's true. Well, I, I we should get together. I, I don't know what sizes I have, but I've got stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. I
2: would take you up on that.
1: Yeah. Because the sure. other thing is, I, I was thinking I would get everything that they need for the next couple of years this spring with mm-hmm. all the sales.
2: And that yeah. didn't happen. And now we will be going into fall, which is the wrong season and clothes. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so crazy to even think about. and, And even like with... Schooling? Are you planning on homeschooling them over there? Yes. So yes, that's be, easy. Yes. Would you be taking everything, like a couple years of school supply? Like, what does that look like for you? Because I know they're little, so you're not quite yeah. there yet. But you've got a four-year-old, so you're you're creeping up on that. What yeah, has that's that? A good question. Have you thought about that, or what are you? Are you just like, no, we're not there yet? <laughs> I I have thought about it. Um, I haven't gotten
1: seriously, like, we know what we're planning to do for school over there. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm kind of still on the whole summer mentality, but (laughs) I, I, we do need to get the schooling supplies for going, um, because we can put it in the container and that's so much less shipping. So there's a lot of things like that though, that you have to think about, okay, write it on the list, get it. Start yeah. getting it figured out because when it all happens, you don't want that to be what's slowing things down, even just getting it arrived. Or
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an intense amount. I mean, and I'm a planner, but me too. <laughs> that's that's an intense amount of planning to have to think mm-hmm. like that far into the future, and and especially with something like homeschooling, it's like it's, when you're just embarking on it and like right do i even like what i've picked and that kind of locks you in you got to really go for yeah. it
1: yeah and actually my husband and i were both homeschooled so and my mom used almost everything under the sun back in the 90s and yeah. thousands so um the, n- the decision is what do we decide to use and mm-hmm. what will work well for our children with their learning styles and
2: you know, you know all about that. Yeah, I do. And there's so many more options than there were back then. Yeah. So it definitely can make it hard to, to figure out which direction you want to go in. And, but you're, you will not have the problem that a lot of homeschooling families have of like choosing eight different curricula a year. No. Because you're just like, oh, I don't like this one. You're going to have to really stick it out. Yeah. Yeah, which thankfully, I think we have a pretty good idea of what we
1: want to use and how Mm -hmm. we want to do it and what our teaching style is. We love Charlotte Mason, Yeah, and that fits really well with living in a jungle where nature abounds.
2: (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) And sizes of things that you may not want to encounter, but you you have access to it for sure. That's right. (laughs) So you were talking about your husband- wanting you guys to be partially self-supported does that mean like just working before he gets there and trying to put money into savings or would there be something he was doing while you were there also
1: yeah that's a good question um preferably we would hire a manager to work here that way we would not have to be doing anything over there Mm -hmm. um because our time is going to be precious and there's a time the time um was that a, like a constraint oh yes
2: yes yes, yes. so
1: Different. that makes it yeah. a little more difficult too and we're not like we will have internet at times but it's not going to be 24 7 mm-hmm. so that changes things too which isn't conducive for the type of business season so yeah. there's a lot of things there that god has to work out too and the thing is, is it's so exciting just to know that we can trust God and just watching him work and, um, do what he does best and, you know, opening up doors or closing doors. And there's just so much peace in, in watching him work and Mm -hmm. just having open hands, saying, okay, God, what do you want us to do?
2: We're willing. That's That's really cool. And it's, yeah, it's such a huge step, but like you were saying, when you see stuff, working out and falling into place it makes mm-hmm. it easier to want to make those really big decisions because you can see like all right i'm 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 on the path that he has for me which is really powerful mm-hmm. yeah all right ladies i have this desire to eat healthy meals that are well balanced and gluten-free but you know what's standing in my way a lot of the time One, I have children who don't like to eat the same thing as me a lot of the time. And then the other part of it is they're not always with me. I'm a single mom, and I don't usually want to cook for just myself when I'm just home alone. And that is where my new best friend Freshly comes in, you guys. I am so excited about this company. And I think a lot of other moms will be, too, because I think we're all kind of tired of cooking in this pandemic. And Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious and healthy along with being simple. Because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I won't do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I really won't want it. But with Freshly, it's like I have a private chef. You can avoid the grocery store and enjoy fully prepared dinners delivered fresh, not frozen, right to your door. So put up your feet and relax. Make your kids something easy. Freshly's chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat up for three minutes in the microwave, or I like to put mine in the oven, and then dinner's done. Imagine better for you golden oven fried chicken, creamy springtime risotto, and fall-apart tender beef brisket. And that's just a few of the over 30 health-conscious options to choose from. They've got so many different things on their menu. I really think that you should check them out. And you guys can join the almost one and a half million satisfied customers and skip the shopping, prepping, cooking, and clean up because Freshly is offering my listeners $40 off their first two orders at Freshly.com lovely. Again, that's Freshly.com lovely for $40 off your first two orders. Give yourself a break. Try this out. Eat something delicious and healthy and make it easier on yourself. That's Freshly.com slash lovely. Well, and do you have family that's local?
1: Yes, almost. Well, all of our immediate family is local.
2: Um, Okay.
1: Except for a couple siblings. I have eight siblings, so there's a lot of people who are going to be missing my kids and my kids, that's the one thing they don't know yet is that they won't really be seeing my family or his family, their cousins, for a long time. And we're kind of letting that happen as it may, and we'll talk about it maybe when we Yeah, are leaving or getting over there? So
2: yeah, well they're still so young that'd be really hard to wrap their minds around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right now Alexander's just excited to eat
1: coconuts. Yeah, (laughs) share share Jesus with other kids. (laughs) That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I I mean, how do you feel personally? I mean, you've been to the Philippines, so you've kind of had that experience before, but now it would be different because you have kids, and Mm -hmm. so like melding into the culture like I'm assuming in the Philippines you had a job like you were doing something Mm -hmm. so how are you feeling about you would kind of be I'm assuming more like just in the mom role the homemaker Mm -hmm. role more how how do you feel about that being different this time
1: I think it'll be really good it'll be a little different but at the same time I think having a little bit more of that single focus versus um all the distractions of okay you know what's the new big thing that God wants us to do and help people and instead of just focusing even more on my little family Mm -hmm. um I think that it will be good in that way um there's a lot of opportunities for me over there especially with my medical background which is exciting but um I think God really wants me to make sure that I am keeping my mom and wife role, but especially my mom role mm-hmm. um as the first priority. And gardening is gonna be a big thing too. So Yeah. Yeah. We'll, I'll probably be doing a lot of that, a lot of language learning. Um we are kind of we're about forty minutes from the, the nearest big town, um, which is where the other missionaries are. Okay. And so there are there are um i guess white people there okay. and uh, other kids that my kids will be able to um spend time with but it's not like i'll be going into town all that time all yeah. that often either so a lot of it will just be um for us supporting the guys with their work that they're doing and um spending time with the people who are right around us and then also you know, going in town, going around other places.
2: Sure, that's yeah. yeah, It's so interesting, and to just think about completely melding into a different culture and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and and we're gonna be working with Melanesian people, mm-hmm. and so that's very different than like Filipino, mm-hmm. um, and the culture is a lot different too. The skin color is a lot different, And so. Uh, there's even things with that just culturally and then being a white female with little white kids yeah that it just brings like a whole different aspect to make sure that you know we're um being appropriate for their culture sure
2: yeah yeah so much to learn and prepare for and mhm that's pretty amazing, and I just can't wait to continue to follow your process as you're going through this and you're learning everything. And yeah, I wish could you just put together a YouTube channel so we could all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know that is actually
1: already in the works. My husband is big into videographer, videography, and uh, so yes, oh, we're actually it's like we've, a been- wish <laughs> <laughs> we've been came true. We've been. We've been working on our own website. I put together the whole main website for Aga Vanuatu this spring. And so now I'm working on our personal one. But we just had company that was here for a month leave yesterday. Um, And so
2: that has not happened because I've been yeah. <laughs> just like we were talking about taking care of kids. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, when you get that done, we'll have to get it added into the show notes. I would love for people to be able to find and follow along, especially if you have a YouTube channel, that would be so amazing. I would. Yeah. Watch and. Rapture every day, like what is happening with this family? <laughs> you know
1: that that brings up a really good point because one thing I found being in the Philippines is it's easy for people to feel that you know when people go over to a different country, oh they're busy, I don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of disconnect that happens, and so yeah. one of my big goals, as well as being a mom, is to make sure that that disconnect. Is as eased up as possible in terms of being proactive on our side to really let people back home know, okay, this is how we need prayer. This is what God's doing. These are like the little things, not just the big things that God's doing, but like the the little things and being able to, um, give some insight into that. So I love that. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. But they can,
1: anyone who's interested can go to, I dot org. Okay. Um, and then when our website is up, it'll uh, be on there as well.
2: Awesome. Well, we will put that in the show notes so people can can find it and follow along and everything. That's so cool. Okay, this is totally shifting gears now, Sarah. But, you know, we know big changes are on the horizon for you. But what does a day typically look like for you right now?
1: That's a good question. Um, usually the kids are up by 6.30 and... Hubby goes off by 745. Um, and then it's just spending time with the kids reading, trying to get my top three done in the morning. Um, doing my clean mama
2: your routine your top three for like your three just tasks for the day or your lovelies yep. or what?
1: Um, it depends on the day. Both. <laughs> sometimes my lovelies are in my top three, sometimes they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I try to get that stuff done in the morning, and then um, after nap times at two. So trying to get some time just to either get more stuff done or spend time doing what I want to do in the afternoon. Yeah.
2: yeah, and did I mean I'm assuming it hasn't changed that much because of COVID, and you're also in Idaho, so you've got it good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but did did much change with for you when the pandemic set in?
1: Yeah, probably the biggest thing that changed was my husband worked way more. Um mm-hmm. he kind of saw it coming and so he had been taking on as much other stuff as possible beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like we hardly saw him at all. Yeah. Um for most of the covid time and like everyone else at his work was either working from home or you know there was sometimes they'd come in but he was always working mm-hmm. um and kind of taking over different on, um, in person stuff. As well. mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's probably the, the biggest difference. Um, other than that I was home a lot more, which was nice because I had a lot of stuff to do here.
2: Yeah. So yeah. A lot to think about preparing for. Yeah. So what is one way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Probably listening to podcasts while I'm doing my tours. Yeah. And um drinking more tea and getting outside.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're finally having some decent summer weather, so we can yeah. do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I will answer that question as well, because it's been a while since I have on the podcast, and the way that I am currently cultivating loveliness in my life, which could also be a little insane, is we are getting a puppy. <laughs> so he's I am, so cute. He's so cute, and I'm a little like, oh man, you're going to be it big boy um we got to bring him home for just an afternoon evening to like get him you know kind of like introduce him to our house and get to spend some time with bonding with him and stuff and he's actually some friends of ours were fostering a mama dog through like our local humane society who was a rescue yeah And so they walked through the last couple weeks of her pregnancy and then were there for the birth of the puppies. And they've been doing all of that, like totally investing in these dogs. And so we know- That's so neat. It really is. We know that the mom has a lot of poodle in her and we suspected like she's some sort of doodle. But we think that she may have come from a puppy mill, like that they rescued a bunch of dogs from. And so it's hard to, like you you don't have any idea, idea for sure what the dad is. But we're fairly sure that he's a golden doodle mix of some sort. And he's got ginormous paws, <laughs> like, like super broad across like the chest area. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, just really getting him home. He's only eight weeks and he's like, he's big. So it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to see how it all plays out. But he's so cute and sweet and I have never been a dog person. I like, Me I, either. I, yeah, I know. I like, I grew up with dogs. We always yeah. had a dog, but I just was never, I was never a dog person. My parents had dogs that we lived with, you know, it's kind of like I tolerate them, but never been a dog person. But ever since I left, I have toyed with the idea of getting a dog for a few different reasons and like protection is a big one Mm -hmm. for me and I live alone a lot of the time and I felt like well maybe that would be a good thing and even just like the loneliness there there is something to having another like living breathing thing around that like is affectionate towards you Mm -hmm. and I've thought at times like maybe even though I'm not a dog person like maybe if I was bonded to just like a like a certain dog not dogs in general but like had yeah. one that was personal to me that it would make those times a little bit easier and then for my kids because I've always like Roman has wanted a dog for years and like I remember in sixth grade he did this whole report on like how dogs help you emotionally and how will they help you live longer and you're healthier if you have a dog and like he's wanted one ever since and so We were actually, we had a little get together where they had the puppies and we've been around these puppies, you know, to a certain extent since they were born Mm -hmm. and all of them had been claimed. And this one was supposed to go with a family in Pittsburgh, like uh, some local people were going to be driving across the country and they were going to take the dog with them to some family members. And then they decided they didn't want the dog and we just happened to be there the day that she was like oh yeah well this one dog they named him rolly um that he was he was available and so i kind of went over and picked him up and out of all of them like he's got the lightest hair except his head is a little bit darker and he's curlier and you guys can go look on my instagram i have lots of lots of puppy photos at at Mackenzie kappa but um so I just kind of like, I picked him up and he was just like so sweet and he snuggled right into me. And then I called Roman over. I was like, come look at the dog and stuff. And and he was like, wait, are we getting the dog? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know if where we are living, like if my property manager would allow us to have a pet, I kind of right. didn't know. And I was like, I just, I don't know. And so I actually ended up, when we were there that day, calling my landlord and saying like, I know people two doors down from me have a dog, but I know I'm not supposed to have a dog. Like what's the deal with that? And they said, well, you have to, it has to be an emotional support animal. And then you don't have to pay anything extra to have them. Like I thought for sure if I was gonna have a dog, it'd, like I'd have to put down a deposit and it would, right? It and all this stuff. And they were just like, if you bring in the paperwork like from a licensed professional who has declared that you need an emotional support animal, basically there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Like, wow. Ding, ding, That's ding. Awesome. If I can get anything out of the PTSD that I have, like, yes. I, there's gotta be some perks to it, right? Yeah. So I messaged my counselor from the last couple of years and she was like, oh, you totally qualify and all of your kids would qualify. And so yes, I will write you the letter, like no problem. Mm. I think that would be a great idea for you guys. And I like i knew that it would kind of be i knew it would be good for us yeah because, like i I've, I've weighed for a long time the challenges versus the benefits and right. the challenges had been weighing out for a long time but when i got to take like judah to go meet him on friday and he just like something happened in him like you could just see him melt and he just like he just instantly was in love with this puppy and he just held him and I have this picture of him where you just see in his face like he's just overcome with like this is my dog and with everything we've been through I feel like it's a really like bonding thing for the kids and I together as a little family and I think it's just going to be so good for all of us yeah. and in ways that I really didn't anticipate. So it's like a big adventure that we're embarking on, but I think it's gonna be really good. So it's gonna be a lot of work, but its I th- I'm hoping it's gonna be worth it.
1: <laughs> I think it will be. And how sweet to just see that that response from your kids. Yeah. Even just this early, And just shows that then there really is a huge need there that can be filled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to do wonders and, and be really good for us. So that's, that's my current lovely. We're naming him. There was a big debate on the name. We had it down to three, which was Odin of Asgard, which the joke is because he can guard my, you know, (laughs) fill in the blank, um, which I do think is pretty funny, but then we had hilarious (laughs) thank you (laughs) and much needed (laughs) yes right um no well that's the name we ended up going with because that's the name the kids wanted and we even have (laughs) the little tag made already that says odin of asgard um (laughs) which is a marvel reference if people are not familiar but we we had a lot of jokes. Well, we talked about Hamilton and we could call him Hammy for short, but I was like, everybody and their brother is going to have a dog named Hamilton now. <laughs> and I really liked though, to keep it in like the Hamilton vein of things. I was like, what about Hercules Mulligan? And they were like, no mom. I was like, we could call him Herc for short and it would be so cute. And my mom was like, you would never call him that entire name. Like that is so long. I was like, no I'm pretty sure I would and I'm you pretty would. Sure I would like sing it like that every single yes. time and she was like you're right you probably would <laughs> it would be that little spice of life that you would just get this huge grin on
1: your face every time right? you said it
2: right <laughs> uh, before you know it I'm going to end up with like five emotional support dogs you guys <laughs> just so I could get all the names that I want but I was outvoted (laughs) but at first it was so funny you know Roman's 14 and he Mm -hmm. he's pretty witty and he was like mom what if you named him Aquaman because you could snuggle him every night Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. (laughs) What if we just named it like Jason (laughs) Momoa? Jason (laughs) Momoa. I could name him Chris Hemsworth. Like, here I am at the back door, Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Hemsworth. (laughs) Oh, but we landed on Owen (laughs) so Uh, Yes, we're we're very excited. <laughs> so okay, here's my question for you. Okay.
1: Is he hyperallergenic then? Because he's a double doodle mix.
2: We believe so. Like he doesn't shed very much and his mom doesn't shed very much and he seems to have that hair that will be mm-hmm. hypoallergenic, which I'm thrilled about.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So will you just have to like shave him more
2: often or that's yeah, a great question. <laughs> I have no idea. I am so new to all of this and like trying to figure it all out. And my mom's yeah. like a crazy dog person, which she was never a dog person when I was growing up either. And then they got these two little dumb dogs and she's loved them for the past 15 years, but it's like, she's already prepping me that I'm going to have to buy it. Like the elite dog food and the like all the (laughs) things where I'm like oh my gosh like we ended up going to TJ Maxx to get a lot of the stuff that we needed for the Uh dog so we could get it cheaper and And their stuff is cuter let's just say there there is is. a lot of cute stuff (laughs) but it was so funny because I sent the boys over to go get a blanket I was like I want him to Mm -hmm. have like a cozy little blanket and you know and they found this blanket, and I was like, Yeah, it's like a furry blanket. That'll work. Okay, throw it in the cart. When we got home, it said like it was a Vince Camuto blanket I was like oh my gosh you guys I have Vince Camuto shoes that are like none too cheap like this is the bougiest dog like what are we even doing we're getting like the elite food and the Vince Camuto blanket and then here I am in TJ Maxx with my kids asking me like a thousand questions and can we get this and what about this squeaky toy and like and i'm reading i've become a crazy dog mom i was reading the back of the dog shampoo bottles trying Mm -hmm. to find one that didn't have sulfates (laughs) good for you (laughs) like i'm even looking for like natural products for the dog what is wrong with me it's yeah it's a whole it's becoming a whole thing it's just that crunchy side of you coming out i know (laughs) for the darn dog all right, so, yep, that's that's our big new thing. Everybody can be following along on Instagram. There will be lots of pictures and videos, I'm sure. That his color is gorgeous. I know, I know, and his little face, and he's just like, yeah. oh,
1: yeah. I'm super. I, I will say, it was almost tempting. I thought, boy, should we be considering, you know, this, <laughs> it's a double doodle. I wonder if they have any more, which, of course, they don't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But it's not the time for us.
2: <laughs> yeah, that might not be the best decision. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, actually
1: allergic to dogs. Oh, so like that
2: breed is. Yeah. Is, yes. Yeah. Well, and this is the breed that if we were going to get a dog, I'd always been considering. Like that was what That's I wanted. Awesome. And so it just the way that it's all panned out has been pretty cool. Good taste. Yes. All That's right, awesome. Sarah, are you ready for my stock questions? I am. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser?
1: Uh, definitely essential oil diffuser.
2: Okay. Cloth napkins or paper?
1: Um, that's a hard one. Probably um, paper, but okay. there is a place for cloth napkins. Yes. For sure. You, with my you, china.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to have to move to using more cloth when you're in Vanuatu?
1: Um so we don't actually this is really funny we don't really use napkins hardly at all so yes yeah, so we definitely using cloth because we i don't even use paper towels i use like cloth paper towels from Norwex. so
2: okay, yeah all right yeah well you're already setting yourself up for success when you move <laughs> yeah. across the i world. think we use we, we use more like
1: diaper wipes for everything right yeah, now yeah though i do have cloth diaper wipes too so you know
2: okay city or country
1: oh
2: or jungle um i <laughs> yeah i i
1: I like both i grew up in the country on a ranch but we live in the suburbs and i really love the suburbs it's so close yeah. to everything so there i don't know both. you know there's that bible verse that says in whichever state i am there was to be content and i uh i take that very seriously
2: oh way to <laughs> jesus duke the question sarah <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh that's hilarious okay paper or digital Um, definitely paper. Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store?
1: Depends on my mood and where the sales are,
2: and where and how many kids I have with. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That too. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music?
1: Boy. Mental break is the key word, probably yeah. music.
2: Okay, and what music would you listen to?
1: Um, I would definitely listen to like my Christian. I have like this Christian, um, what's the song? Can't remember what it, can't remember what it is right now, but it's it's basically like Christian that's very uplifting.
2: Okay, like worship stuff, yes, yep. Okay, okay. I am just going to put a little plug in here. I don't normally answer these questions when I'm. Drilling someone. You should. But I know, but there is one album that I have to recommend. And because of Hamilton, it is shot to the top of the iTunes charts. And we have been absolutely loving it. And it is the Mr. Album by Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr in Hamilton. And it's Mm. very like jazzy and it's so much fun. My kids and I have been just like really enjoying it. Okay.
1: And it's called the Mr. Album.
2: It's called Mister, yes, Mister. by Leslie hmm. Odom Jr. Yeah.
1: I'll have to look that up.
2: There's only one song that has language in it. I will say that right now, Foggy. So that, mm-hmm. that song has language, but everything else is just like jazz and, and we love it. There's like a little bit of Latin flavor in one of the songs. Oh, that's fun. And yeah, they're super fun. Okay, Sarah, so chocolate, do you prefer milk or dark? Definitely dark. <laughs> All right. Sports or no sports?
1: No sports.
2: All right. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch?
1: Um, I don't know. Usually I probably watch.
2: Okay. And except for now, you're going to become a YouTube star. So, you know. Yeah. My husband already is in in his own right. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite movie?
1: Favorite movie? How am I even supposed to answer that? I, there's so many good ones. Um, and we've been
2: exposing you to new ones lately that you've never seen before <laughs> you because of are our so right. rom-com summer and CL. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It is fun. Um You know I
1: I have no idea. <laughs> there's this one that I'm trying to remember what the name is that came oh, to mind. My I think word. it's like I can, it's not, the, it's not I can only imagine, it's like, I, um, it's that Christian one by the the singer that came out, um, that his wife died of cancer right after oh, they got married.
2: the Jeremy Camp one. Yes. I still believe. I, thank you. I still believe. that. I, I'd say that is probably my, my favorite at the moment. Alrighty. righty. Okay, and if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and ten is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where would you be on the spectrum? I'd probably be like an eight. All right. Or nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that sounds that was an accurate, an accurate <laughs> assessment of yourself. Especially now that I know you were a midwife and a doula, which I had no idea. Yes. That is so fun. All right. Yes. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all about what you guys are hopefully going to be embarking on. I cannot wait to follow along and see what happens. And yeah, maybe we'll have to have you back on once you, you move there and talk about what it's been like. Thank you so much for having me on today.
1: This was so much fun, Mackenzie.
2: Yes, it was so fun to finally have you on and talk about it. And we'll get together in real life soon.
1: Yes. Yes, we will.
2: Yes. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. You too. ladies that's it for this episode I believe we have our old website back up and running but the place you're really going to want to go right now to find show notes for this episode so that you can contact Sarah or find her follow her on social media follow me on social media all of that good stuff is to just swipe up in whatever podcasting app that you are using your show notes should be there and help you to be able to find whatever it is you're looking for While you're in there, if you wanted to give us a rating and review in iTunes, that makes a really big difference for the show. And you guys are like my marketing team, so anyone that you can tell about Cultivating the Lovely, I would be so grateful for. Tell your friends, tell your family, broadcast it on your social media, let people know about our podcast and our Patreon. We would love to be able to continue to expand that community and welcome even more ladies in and just be able to get out the word about what it means to be cultivating loveliness in your life, even in the midst of chaos and craziness and pandemics that we can still find beauty and goodness and joy even in some of the hardest times. So if you aren't a part of our community yet, we would love to have you in our community and we would love for you to tell your friends and family if you haven't already. And sometimes it takes telling people a few times. So, you know, go ahead and bug them for me. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening, ladies. I am eternally grateful to all of my loyal, loyal listeners. I hope that you find me over on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa. I love chatting with all of you there and sharing my life With you, so be sure to join me over there. And until next time, ladies, go be bold and gracious.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.